The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win, get paid over at mybookie.ag. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Hollywood Dant, and I say that because, oh yeah, in studio, in his new studio, <laughs> or in the college experience, random new studio in Hollywood, California, give it up for the burrito eating, girl stealing, sideline girl stealing, wheeling and dealing, peace. Of no good shit, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, you got a nice, you got a nice house here, buddy. Thanks, buddy. All right, you got, you got, a, dude, you, you guys are got, you got workout equipment. You got, a, it's a big, it's a big place. You I know like I mean? how this guy acts like he didn't used to live here. <laughs> <laughs> well, things have changed a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't remember these blue chairs being over there. Oh yeah, uh, you know those were I mean? pulled out of a, a dumpster. I did clean By up the roommate a oh. couple of roommates later. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> they look like trash. I did clean up the most amount of shit I've ever in my life cleaned up here. When my dog had like massive diarrhea, mm. my puppy, remember? Oh, I remember uh, about two feet away from where I'm sitting now, uh, having Colby's puppy on my stomach while I'm laying down on the couch, <laughs> and he starts like doing this little like hiccup motion. <laughs> And luckily, I got up and put him on the couch because one <laughs> like, second after I put him down, he heaved the equivalent of like a gallon of fucking like applesauce onto the onto the couch, which uh, would have been on my face me? and chest. <laughs> like, no shit, maybe more than a gallon. It was incredible. I regret him not be being able to hit that. Um, <laughs> now, now I also this brings back like. They're almost like Vietnam-style flashbacks of when you took that pizza and threw it on the wall. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I can picture <laughs> the scars. pizza on the wall right now. Well, I won that game, so I guess I shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. There's a reason why you threw the pizza on the wall. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's, let's go down memory lane a little more. I feel like there was a time or two where, wait, weren't you, uh, didn't I score 55 points on you at the uh, um, Buffalo Bills, Thurman Thomas? Well, I was the Colts. Understand that fifty-five points in Tecmo Super Bowl is like a hundred and seventy-eight in but real football. Not if Jeff George isn't bad. That's an interception every. <laughs> you mean you cannot <laughs> throw the ball, and if you get down a certain amount of points, I'm still competitive. I'm going to try to throw the ball, and it's on the game if it wants to. If it wants to fuck that up, I can appreciate that. You know what I appreciate? I, I appreciate a guy who wants to score instead of a guy who's trying to. You know, it's the same thing as like you watch these coaches in college football that like don't take chances at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck are you protecting? Like, yeah. I and mean, you see it sometimes in college basketball too. They won't foul. Um, you know, and it's like, dude, you're only down by like three possessions. Right. Like why throw in the towel? You could still get a steal. Didn't you, you saw say, Larry Kristoviak at Utah do this the other day. Didn't you say someone or other was it Kristoviak who had pulled his like three starters out when his uh, team was down six 
With like two or three minutes No, left. that was... Who was that? That was not Christovia. It was, Christ, it was a gutless move. Yeah. Either way. I want to say... I don't know who that was. I want to say it might have been like someone in the Big East. But just throwing in the towel. Yeah, just horse shit. Just absolute horse shit. On the contrary, though, I've seen... Popovich throwing the towel early. Well, the NBA, everyone throws in the towel. Yeah, did you true. see Embiid against the Lakers just like walk down the lane and dunk? Yeah, I did see that. That's why the NBA is garbage because everyone throws in the fucking towel. Right. Before the game has started. It's retarded. The effort level is just hot, hot garbage. Uh, how you doing though, buddy? We're this is a brand new setup. Hollywood so Pretty much, you're going to be getting these episodes Thursday morning, audience, and uh, what we're going to try to do on these uh, things, we're going to ask you guys for feedback. Any questions you want answered? Boom. We're going to answer them. And we're going to preview college basketball weekend and also the AAF. In case you don't know what that is, that's the Alliance American Football Foundation. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. We're still trying to figure out yeah, how, to, just, how to say I, that. I'm just ad-libbing this shit. Um, but it's good football, and hey, we are covering it. We are your guys for that. That's um, right. Man, we're watching uh, Clemson just squander an opportunity to uh, get into the tournament here. I mean, they need this win. They're down by 1.4 seconds. If this game's over, and there's Miami no way. Ball here? There's no way. Yeah. Um. All right. First things first. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit of easy college basketball. How'd you do in your locks? I got uh, yesterday. I got absolutely. Uh, well, I went one and one yesterday, but I feel like I got a little job. Western Michigan, coming from the MAC, uh, hasn't won a game in the MAC all year. Yeah. Buffalo's playing. I mean, not Buffalo. Northern Illinois is playing at Western Michigan. Northern Illinois, fairly decent team this year. Gave Buffalo one of their only losses. Yeah. On the road in Buffalo. Northern Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a decent season. Yeah. So I'm thinking, hey, this is a this is a uh this is a safe play. You know what I mean? Western Michigan's absolutely dog shit. Got a bunch of white guys on their team, they can't be that good, right? And general rule of thumb. Well actually that applies. That's not really true in college basketball because that's right. UVA. Yeah. Uh, there's I mean, Jack Colt, you know what I mean? <laughs> But uh, anyway, point is, is that Western Michigan, from the minute the game tipped off, one like they had to leave the entire game. Northern Illinois had a chance to win the game at the buzzer. I, I just, I, you watch the game and you're like, dude, Northern Illinois is a way better team, but they just couldn't put it together. You know? It happens. That's called a tough beat right there. All right. <laughs> Even though they never had to lead the entire game. Right. Um, and then I hit with San Diego State, our, our gals coming through against the... Uh, Against who was that against Wyoming? Uh, no, Colorado State. It was against Colorado, Colorado State. State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Patty C was on fire yesterday. Sixteen and six overall, but geez, my fucking locks were idiotic. Sixteen and six, people. That's why you tune in to our uh, every day. We post these. If you're a listener, first time listener, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Click on the college basketball section. We post our daily picks every Division One college basketball game. Patty C. Myself and NC Nick, and they're there for you. And we also lock up games. We're all over 500 on uh, picking every game and also all over 500 on our locks. So we're just giving you free information at the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So get on over there. You can also find these things if you're really desperate and you want it fast, just as fast. Um, 
go to Twitter and go to my Twitter feed at the Colby D or at SGPN network or at Patty C831. Data. I'm just spitting data at you guys. Spewing it. So yeah, yesterday's locks for Patty C not so hot. Uh, despite only six losses, two of them were my locks. Oh, and two on the locks, Michigan. What happened there? Uh, Penn state is, I had read that they had, I guess had lost like, I guess eight or nine games by 10 points or less. Yeah. Um, I remember we were all kind of on them at the beginning of the season. And then I've just slowly like just stopped trusting them a little bit. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you, for one second, you let your guard down <laughs> and they come up and they slap you and they, they take your girl. Yeah. Right. And they, dude, they had a win against, uh, Virginia Tech early in the year, Penn State did. That's right. That's right. They they are uh, they are good for a little surprising every now and then. They will bite you. And then Duke, I should have seen from a fucking mile away. Duke should have lost that game. Yeah. Let's let's just recap that. Okay. I know people are pissed off. By the way, the state of Kentucky got kind of jobbed last night. Yeah, they did. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna make an argument though, because I think okay, yes, I think the refs got that wrong. And college basketball needs to fix that rule on the tipping. Yeah. Uh, you should be able to review that. Yeah. And, uh, but another thing is I do, unlike Seth Greenberg, who said, because I thought the Kentucky player hung, like, grabbed the net. Uh, the, the guy who missed the layup before the tip-in grabbed the net and kind of r- rattled the basket. Like, grabbed yeah. the rim and the net yeah. with his hand. Affected the shot, well, potentially. Well, I'm just saying, if, if, it's, if the basket's moving just slightly and your ball is coming off the backboard. Yeah. That should be goaltending. I, I would think that should be goaltending. I know that, that Seth Greenberg said, and he goes, no, you're allowed to put your hand through there as long as the uh, the ball is not. So I guess he was as still. As long as the rim isn't moving or. So, something, some type of technicality. But I still think uh, that potentially could have been called goaltending. Any kind of like interference with the basket. Yeah. How about you don't block it through the basket or try to put your hand through the basket. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and then obviously the uh, the, the no charge zone. For the Louisville game. Colby's got an opinion on this about how this uh, came into existence. I do. Uh, scoring. NBA wanted more scoring. And college game, just like in college football, it copies the NFL for a certain... You know, they, they try to mimic the NFL or the NBA. And the NBA put this no-charge zone in. And I, I personally think it was... Well, for scoring purposes all around, but also at the time, Shaquille O'Neal, who was very fundamentally uh, challenged... Um, <laughs> could not score as well. I mean, he was scoring, but I'm saying like He'd he wasn't boring. nearly as dominant without that rule change. I thought yeah. the yeah. rule change to me, like just made him so amazing All right? because you, you can't couldn't. play defense against him. Yeah. Like I remember Sabonis just getting like destroyed. Like I, I, in my opinion, they should have been like offensive fouls, Yeah. but they're cha- They rerouted the game of basketball to help. Right. Right. He's just but bowling. I, over. I mean, I, I think for everybody too, for like, I think it was probably a conscious effort for them to say, hey, we're going to make... This Here's makes, making defending harder. Yes, and yeah. scoring. Our numbers will go up on scoring. Yeah. How'd that work out for the uh, NBA? I mean, it seems like it worked out pretty well because uh, they, they average like 180 points a game now. <laughs> you know, those bastards. <laughs> but uh, college game copied it, and I, much to my, uh, you know... Chagrin. Chagrin, for sure, and... And obviously, as you saw last night, it should have been an offensive foul. They did get the call right based on the rules. I had someone tweet me saying, if that's the case, everyone would just camp out down low. I'm like, well, uh, college basketball hasn't been doing this for that long. 
So I don't remember growing up watching everyone camp out down low. So college basketball changed the rule like in with not that long ago. Right. The NBA's probably had it like 15, 16 years, 18 years, something like yeah. that. Um, but God forbid you have to develop a jump shot. Yeah, yeah. Fundamentals, you know what I mean? <laughs> but just a shit show. If you're in the state of Kentucky, my condolences. Drink some of that beautiful, beautiful bourbon you got and you'll be fine. All right? No, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems there's uh, a lack in, I don't know about in college ball, but certainly in the pros of, you know, mid-range power forwards that can play down low but still have a mid-range J, and certainly centers, you know. And well, so I think that may be a reflection of that deterioration that, of the fundamentals a little bit. Probably so. I mean, uh, go back to, yeah, I, I, but the game has just so changed too. It's hard to make. I think yeah, you got big guys like bombing threes. Yeah, I, I think there's something there with that probably, but at but the same no time, there's no Charles Oakleys and there's no Ewing like yeah. automatic from the top of the key, like, yeah. but can also play down low. I mean, they, the big men in general, right? There's that Jay Huff guy uh, at Virginia who's like seven one and a half, and you know bombing threes left and right, but not necessarily like the same physical presence he's the the game has changed almost entirely like be based around being able to shoot the three at from position one through five well it's kind of like they copied the rules in europe you know what i mean and uh you know i don't know i i I mean you guys know my stance on the nba i don't want to beat a dead horse here but uh yeah obviously i think it's been a turn for the worst from from a from fans perspective uh we did have some twitter questions come in uh, Patty C, we got one saying, uh, this is from, uh, at the Wager Pager podcast, which I've been on, great podcast, good, good, good friends of ours. Nice. They said, uh, what's the best sandwich? And they gave us. They gave us options. They gave us A, hot pastrami, B, traditional Italian sub, C, chicken parm, D, cheesesteak, E, turkey sandwich. Okay. So Someone else... Uh, our guy Deacon Frosto one replied saying, "Where the hell is the Reuben on this list?" I mean, he's got a good point. <laughs> he's got a very fucking Hot, good. Hopper Strami and Reuben are similar. Though. Similar, yeah. yeah, yeah. But without that Thousand Island, you know, it's Reuben's nothing. Without that, what is that kraut they put on it? Yeah, kraut, kraut's I delicious. Mean, that's the, I went into when I was driving through Chicago on my way out to L.A. I stopped in and I got a fucking twenty dollar Reuben at, somewhere in Chicago in like the hood. I was like, how can you guys charge this much? And then I got it. It was like a meal for six. It was fucking insane. <laughs> and I sat there, and I I don't think, I think it beat me. I don't think I got through the whole thing. And I tried Was my, it delicious, though? It was fucking amazing. A Chicago Reuben lived up to the hype. Gotta say. Ch- Chicago knows their food. They do. They got some great steakhouses, some fucking good Polacks some, some good Kraut. pizza that, that I call lasagna. lasagna. And, uh, <laughs> but it all tastes fantastic. It is good. Um... Okay, now now what what's your answer here? I'm gonna rule out one right off the top. I'm gonna say chicken parm. That is for pasta. Okay, so don't. So give maybe me that. we sub in the Reuben for chicken for parm. Chicken parm. Okay, because chicken parm. I'm generally thinking that uh, chicken parm is gonna be breaded chicken, which uh-huh. is just too much bread on a sandwich. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, chicken parm. Yeah, it's more of a pasta thing, I think. But yeah. but yeah, but uh, I can tell you my one. This is look. This is this is this is a hard. Really hard selection. Yeah. Because it depends on my mood. But I will say it's hard for me to ever go against the traditional traditional Italian sub. I'm with sub. you. I'm kind of with you. Yeah. The tr- tr- traditional Done Italian well. sub is just... There's a place in our hometown. Yeah. 
Simply G- called the deli. Okay, because Jimmy G's is also solid. Where's Jimmy G's? Over by the clock tower. See, that's that's Colby's hometown. <laughs> that's Sterl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, both. But the 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 it's real Italians, right? At the deli. Yeah. And they just whip up and they put all these hots and all this oil all over. It's crack. Yes, yeah, it's, it's delicious. Now, now let me ask you this: If you had to go with the two, a two seed there. And imagine, like I said, Ruben would be in for for, Ooh, for the par. I go Ruben number two, you know. Ooh, I think I cheesesteak is close. I think maybe cheesesteak. Cheesesteak with onions done really turkey, well. Turkey sandwich. I mean, even hot pastrami is amazing. Dude, turkey sandwich. I think I go cheesesteak. Turkey too. sandwich has too much of a. I just made it myself feel to it. <laughs> but I bet. But at your house, you're more much more likely to make a turkey sandwich than a cheesesteak. That takes effort to make a cheesesteak. That's true. A turkey sandwich, for convenience sake, is pretty. <laughs> I think you got You got to look at that. You got to look say all I around. I eat turkey sandwich far more than I eat the other ones <laughs> for that alone. So that that's what brings it down in a way. Then. Yeah, I think uh, you know the lack of lack of special specialness. What is that? It's like uh, the Jordans. You know the, what drives the price up is the uh, rarity <laughs> of them. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so yeah, we both answered the same there. Hope that uh, uh, if, if you're asking that, uh, I'm curious to know your answer there, uh, wager pager. Um, uh, next up is, and everyone check out the wager pager podcast. It's a great podcast. Um, next up, another question from at T Collard three. Did the curse of Papa John cause Louisville and Kentucky to lose yesterday? <laughs> did you see that photo I did of him? Because he was rapping. historically Louisville. Yeah. Oh, and now that they got stadium, and, and yeah. now he's wearing Kentucky, and both teams the curse. <laughs> hey, hey, let me see this. Uh, let me say this. Papa John's probably a piece of shit. You know. Uh, I think it's kind of been proven. Yeah. <laughs> when you're on a conference call and you're dropping n bombs <laughs> right. around people you don't know, <laughs> you're just like that's part of your casual yeah, when you're vocab. Compl- when you're complaining about taxes. He had a house in Colorado with like eighty. Yeah, with like forty-five bedrooms and like a <laughs> moat, and he's talking about tax cuts. Right. Like, look, and I'm not saying we're all you know freedom of speech is freedom of speech. Just don't go public with your comments. All right. right. Like between me and you, right. if you want to say, man, they really fucked me, you know, I personally think you'd be an asshole to say that. But at the same time, uh, you know, forty-three bedrooms. Like, <laughs> how about you just be quiet about You're that? You're not one. hurting too badly. <laughs> You know You're what I mean? Okay. Like you could be helping a, uh, a family out here by your, uh, you know, a couple grand. Uh, Rent more. one of those out. Rent your house out as a fucking hotel, and you'll become a <laughs> yeah another, another millionaire. <laughs> make, it, make another. You million should Google a month. his fucking house in Colorado. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway, um, what I do, do you think? I will about say that, curse? that though. I will say that that's a fucking power move by Papa John, switching sides. Yeah, yeah, know. that was a power move by Papa John, and you know what, pa- Papa John. The company, uh, they're hacks too. Let's be honest. Because after that, I almost thought it was a Saturday Night Live skit. Because right after the, uh, the they fired, you know, Papa John or whatever the hell the guy's name is, they did a commercial within like two weeks, and it's like showing all these Papa John's store owners and 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 people that are, uh, you know, frequent visitors or or whatever, like families that are there, and they went like two minutes with showing every version of brown person we have on the planet <laughs> right and i like i was watching it and i'm like okay there's uh black spanish uh you know and they're just going one by one Egyptian, like, Indian. mexican you know and i'm just like 
I this is I, I almost thought it was Saturday Night Live. I really did. I was like, this is a fucking prank, right? I think I was watching it at night and I forgot what station it was on, and I was like, oh, dude, this is they're, they're killing it. Right. And then at the end, it was like, this is Papa John's. And then I like went, and I was like, that was it. That's a commercial. I thought it was a bit. You expect them like uh, Key and Peele to pop out at any time? <laughs> I mean. I mean, uh, just uh, nothing like. I mean, I guess I guess you got to do that when your when your CEO drops uh, lines like that. But I don't know. I just thought it was a little rushed, a little like too over the top. Yeah, it's yeah. like you could just have like a family, one family in the in the commercial, and they could just not be white. Instead, right. it was like throwing like like Tulsa, Oklahoma, Protesting Steve a Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I make I'm a store owner here too. You know, like and then it's like. Next person, you know, uh, Elliot Chung in San Francisco <laughs> or something like that. You know, and it was going like one by one, like all these people. And it was just, I just thought it was way too over the fucking top. But it was hilarious in a way because I just, you know, I, I, the, the, I just like to watch the company from that move, ma- right. make those moves from, from the sidelines. Watch their white guilt just Yeah, ooze. yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I see what you're doing. Right. It's kind of like when the NFL, like, you know, the NFL is kind of like caught between a rock and a hard place with like, pleasing their fans because okay you on one side you have you know a lot of people that are on Kaepernick's side on the on then you have a lot of people that are on the uh you know you don't dis you know don't yeah, uh piss, military side yeah, the military side even you know and I, I don't want to get too big into it but I always laugh because like I thought the the Super Bowl did like a, a nice job of like walking the fine line they'd have like they're trying to cater to both yeah. and I and I can see it from the outside and right. I'm just like I see what you're doing, NFL. The best part about it is, like, the people who are bitching on both sides anyway are the ones who are going to bitch no matter what, and they try (laughs) and do it, and then, like, they see a million articles saying, oh, Adam Levine was the worst act ever. (laughs) And it's like, all they were trying to do is make, like, the the safe play there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I personally prefer, we talked about this, like, I mean, I prefer Let's not put lame music. pop stars. Yeah, on. I don't need to see music at halftime of the Super Bowl. Right. Um, and if so, definitely not Maroon 5. I don't need to see Maroon 5 ever in my life, to, to tell you the <laughs> truth. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> unless, unless he's a fan of the college experience. In that case, uh, we've talked about all this stuff. But anyway, uh, what else do we have here? We had, we had another question. We were arguing uh, just uh, Jennifer Aniston or Jennifer Love Hewitt. Prime. Prime. I'm all over uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt on I that one. I think I'm with you. I, I I've mean, always thought Jennifer Aniston was a bit overrated. Aniston's fucking hot. I mean, well, look. And she has aged she was pretty hot. well. She's aged pretty damn well. Okay. Matter of fact, I want to say Aniston is just as good old as she, is, as she ever was young. Uh, sure. She's, she's I'm just got, saying, like, like to me, bitch. she always had, like, that, like, Jenna Elfman... You know, like, like annoying, like, no, no, I don't even find her annoying. So there's a, there's a ceiling on her hotness. You know what I mean? Sure. I Although agree. she killed it in horrible bosses. I thought Oh, she was great. Yeah. But can't tell if she's actually like probably hilarious and fun to hang out with or like she just plays that cunt too well that that's actually who she, but I think she's probably actually kind of funny. But then you have like the fucking tabloids like harping on her like failed relationships all the time. Why the fuck are we talking about this shit? <laughs> this is the college experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. But the point is, yeah, that was a question. That was a question that we had on here. Um I love Hewitt in her prime fucking smoke show. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um I saw her at the Roosevelt one time though. She was like incredibly short though. Really? Is that a killer for you? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just was a little surprised. Yeah. Yeah. It's not no, a kill streak at all. She like could be a... three foot five and I'll be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's get down to this. Okay. This weekend we got some big games. We're going to, before we go Alliance, I just want to, we're just going to go through. I'm going to pull up my, my data over here. Dot the I's and the lowercase J's. Wait, does this software kick me out? I dare them to do that. Now I have to scroll all the way through. And this is a great time for me to tell you that, oh my gosh, that my computer is really, really struggling. Um, what what was your other locks today, Petty C? Oh, well, let's see who we had today. I'm going to take a peek. I'm going to tell you, oh, I got a little hot streak right now. Just hit uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Nova's already you hit. You locked up Jacksonville. I locked up Jacksonville. And let me tell you why I locked up Jacksonville. <laughs> because I've seen Stetson, the underdog, by 25 Those are or your more. boys, man. Yeah, I, I, I locked up Stetson early a few times. <laughs> but I, I've seen them, the underdog, by at least 20 to 25 points, like probably 80% of the time. And the fact that they're only one and a half point dogs against anyone in the country, that's an automatic lock for me. Uh, uh, you know what? You make a strong case. You know, although you turned your back on your boys, they got you through. They got you through. They got you some nice wins. Early the, uh, in the year. They got me two two lock wins. <laughs> I, I'm turning my back on them though. Um, I will also say that I locked Lipscomb today. Yeah, that's your. Those are your boys too. That's man. my boys. Actually, I they're actually nasty though. Gone gonna... against them a bunch because I'm like, who the fuck is Lipscomb? They cover for you today. I don't know, but I see that they're only favored by seven. When they're typically favored by twenty five oh, for and, some reason, and I think they played at Liberty and they blew them out at Liberty. Oh, that's a good sign. So I'm assuming that they're going to blow them out in Lipscomb, right? Um, Wherever the fuck that is. Where I is think that? it's in South Carolina. Okay, I think it could be Florida, um, but I think it's I think I think it's in South Carolina if memory serves me correct. Right. Um. Okay, we got some big games this Saturday, but before I do that, I do want to tell you guys that. The College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie. Sign up over at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code. What what promo code, Patty C? SGP50. All right, not the shit you put in your car. All right, <laughs> SGP50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. They got a motto over there. What is it? You play. You win. You get paid over at MyBookie.ag. Cha-ching. And check that out. You get a lot of money, it gets you laid. What do you do with that money? You store it in the bank and you wait for some hot piece of arse mm-hmm. to come out in the world mm-hmm. and like you, which, which I'm not no. talking about you. No, you don't. I'm not you talking not about you personally. I'm talking the about bank. the listener. You go straight to the strip club and okay. you make it rain. I've never, I've never seen that really work out for people though. <laughs> I've never seen them bring home the stripper. So I, I would say you hang on to that piece okay. and you, you, you pull a Papa John without being racist and you keep saving <laughs> that money and you get yourself a fucking 45, bedroom house in Colorado with a moat and then you complain just don't complain about your tax well, actually you could probably still complain about your taxes doesn't matter at that point you've already won in life and every girl in the world will want you and then at the same time you will be able to switch teams from Louisville to Kentucky or whatever, any other rivals Redskins Cowboys and not give a shit because you're just filthy fucking rich all because of mybookie.ag that's what I'm talking about it'd be like dumb and dumber you're just blowing your nose in hundred dollar bills yeah, but you know what I mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, all right, look, this weekend we got a we got a we got a a, a a big time big time weekend of March Madness action. Starting with uh, we got what uh, some 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 bubble watch Oklahoma 
at TCU. I love how I misspelled Oklahoma. That's always fun. Um, see what happens. I have a few cocktails. It like a, uh, a Marylander would. That's what we finally realized. I had cousins that lived up in Maryland. And they don't know how to spell. You're saying Maryland. Not, you're, you're pulling Papa John here? Well, they can't <laughs> pronounce their O's. They, you, you know what they do? They put an, an O is actually spelled A and O together. So, like, you'd say, like, I want to go home. They'd say, I want to go ham. You know, uh, Scott Van Pelt. You. you ever see? You ever, huh. he, he does a little bit on this because he's but from. No, but, fucking, but when I moved out here, people said I said, people said that I said out. Like A L T, like you want to go out, and it's supposed to be oh. out, like out, 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 out. I feel. I like... don't fucking know. I don't even know. I feel like I'm right, but hey, I don't know what to tell you. You got a I'm Northern Virginia you. accent, which yeah, who knew? Um. Anyway, this weekend, big big games. We got Florida at Alabama. Talk about two teams that are in the bubble. I think Bama's in right now, but they they just got destroyed by Mississippi State. They're definitely not a lock. Florida, obviously struggling. Patty C, there's no line on that yet, so we can't even really talk about that. Um, we can talk about what we expect to happen. Yeah. Who would you have uh, going into it? I think uh, Bama's at home. I'm assuming Florida's going to get the win against Vanderbilt tonight. So I would say Bama. Uh, give me Bama, I think, to win that. But I, that's going to be a close game. I expect that to come down to the final couple possessions of the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida's been hard to hard to track. They're better some week or some games than others. Yeah, normally they're in the tournament. Normally they find a way to get into the tournament. Didn't they but fuck up? Uh, or the, no, they they were given Tennessee. Uh, no, Kentucky. They, they were, were up by like t- double digits the whole game, and then Kentucky, Kentucky pulled a Louisville. Yeah, yeah, mm. or Duke. Mm. No, Kentucky pulled a Duke. Oh, Kentucky came back. Duke. And there it is. how about that game? Oh, that one yet last. What night? do you think about that game? I mean, one of the biggest chokes I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, little little Houston Oilers in them. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting here watching on this very spot right here last night, and it's just like it's over, it's done. And they then, said that was the second biggest comeback in Duke history under, since 1951. Incredible, I think. and second biggest uh, second half comeback under Shashevsky ever, which is fucking crazy because he's been coaching for like 35 well, years. And they asked Zion Williamson what he said. Did you see that? And he goes, "I, I don't coach losers. I coach winners." Yeah. All right, Shashevsky. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Douchebag or like good guy with douchey side? I think he, I mean everyone speaks highly of him. Yeah. Does he bother me a little bit? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I I I gotta side with the rest, I think. If if everyone says he's that good of a person. He seems like he's kind of a good guy. And why you watch that Jimmy V documentary and he's like he was the buy he he would go to take Jimmy V to to the doctors. Oh really? You know, when he had uh, cancer and solid. stuff. Yeah. You know, so so as much as in a way, like, you know what bothers me the most about him is the way he talks. <laughs> that little, like, pushing it through, like, a fucking pursed lips. <laughs> didn't didn't we watch something, too, where he had, like, a clip where he, like. <laughs> I remember what you're talking about. I think it was. Uh, uh, we're going to have to find that oh, one and post dude, it. Dude, dude, that's a funny. There's, a there's like, a thing. I think it was, like, a. They had they did a, HBO did a documentary. Uh, yeah. like, he makes it joke and he, he's so fucking amused by it. Yeah, by but like, no one else his is little like, rat face. Yeah. <laughs> but I think overall, look, you can't you can't hate on that guy, right? He seems like he's probably a little dirty. I'm sure that he's been paying players for a long time. I'm sure there's some Calipari in there, but overall, I think he's probably a decent dude. I mean, well, I mean, what, what, is Calipari a decent dude? Calipari is absolute garbage, in my <laughs> opinion. You have to think so, right? 
I mean, he seems better than Patino. He screams. <laughs> use, Calipari seems better than Patino. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they, were, they were the same person to me for a long time. The Minuteman. The Minuteman. <laughs> he was back in... Um, you mess, of course, but what? Well, that was the minute, man, but Rick Pitino, you don't know, you, do you remember when he cheated on his wife with that waitress in, in Louisville? No, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm unfamiliar it with It was this great story. because it came out in court that, uh... Oh, man, she ragged on, she ragged him out? It only lasted like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Pitino! And it's like court record, so like everyone oh, knows that shit. He cheated on his wife for that. And so, his, his, uh, what do they call that? Mistress, mistress yeah. fucking puts him out like that? Pretty hilarious. Yeah. Loser. <laughs> and now he's coaching in Italy, probably loving his life in his millions. Um, okay. What other big games we got this weekend? Um, Notre Dame at Virginia. Any chance that the Wahoos uh, lose that game? No way, right? Probably not, uh, especially in Charlottesville. UVA is still probably fucking a little mad about Duke, um, even though they had to bust their ass to get through Carolina. Um, but I think Notre Dame's just disappointed all season. You know, and I just uh, don't see. They also as... have one of their best players get out for the year. True. Yeah, but no, I don't see this being a game either. Uh, how about Maryland at Michigan? Maryland, by the way, last night coming back from down double digits to beat Purdue. They they kind of slapped them around too. Uh, I think the the Terrapins have been thinking about theirs. I think they may have, and they have an opportunity here at Michigan on Saturday. Any chance? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, Michigan is. Uh, you know, they lack athletes and. A little bit, and I think Maryland is the more athletic team. So if Maryland shoots well, then they're going to have the athletes to stop them on defense, and uh, I think Maryland could get that done. Yeah. Depends on which Maryland shows up. I think Michigan's a pretty consistent product. Uh, that's a, probably one of the bigger games of the of the weekend is Maryland at Michigan um, for conference seeding stake, too, because Maryland's still in this thing. They could potentially still win the Big Ten. Yeah. Um, some other big game. I mean, you got North Carolina at Wake Forest. I don't consider that a big game. Uh, Oklahoma at TCU, big game for TCU. If they're on the bubble. Oklahoma's on the bubble, but they're on the negative side of the bubble. Uh, that's a big game in the Big Twelve. Clemson at Louisville. What do you think about that? Clemson lost tonight. They are fighting for their their postseason lives. Yeah. Louisville's coming off a devastating loss. Yeah. Is there a chance they lay an egg against Clemson? It's what happens to your team's psychology after that you lose? That loss, yeah, might, might fuck them up quite a bit. You know? Yeah. I would say Louisville seems like the slightly better version of Clemson to me, even though it could be the opposite way around, other way around. To me, from what I've seen, Louisville just strikes me as, especially uh, in Louisville, it's going to be a little harder. Uh, Clemson, maybe Clemson's as talented, I think Louisville's more talented. You think Louisville's yeah. more talented? They're, they're very similar teams to me. Um, but Cle- that's like a, almost, a, I mean, that, that would be a huge win for Clemson. Right. If they could find a way to get that done. Um, Indiana at Minnesota. Look, how many games can Indiana lose in a row, or, or, you know, before they're not on the bubble? <laughs> I find it ridiculous that they're on the bubble. We've talked about this in the last pod. Right. They're like 13 yes. and 11. They're like... They've lost nine out of ten games or ten out of eleven games. They're at Minnesota. Uh, if they lose that game, are they still going to be on the fucking bubble? Because if so, somebody get me some heroin, all right? Because I don't understand it. There now, yeah, still sitting at thirteen and eleven. Minnesota sixteen and eight. That's a that's a that would be a decent win for them. Yeah, Minnesota's pretty much in right now, but but I do think they 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 got to close the season out a little bit strong. 
Minnesota uh, was playing real well for me uh, against the spread, but um, then I locked them the other week. And who are they playing? They they Michigan, Michigan State. At Michigan State. Oh, yeah. and they just took it straight up the poop shoot. Lost by thirty. <laughs> Dude, uh, I mean it's Lansing. Those things can happen when you're Minnesota. You know what well, I mean? Which just makes me question how good Minnesota actually is. I think they just ran into a legit buzzsaw after three losses. Uh, if you're, that's like playing Duke after three losses. Yeah. It's like you could be. Yeah. It's like the team's focus level is like at an uh, like uh, probably another level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, there's no, there's no way that Izzo hasn't been so far up their ass, mm-hmm. threatening their And if families. it was at Minnesota, then maybe they would have more of a shot. Xavier at Providence, big game for Providence in the big in the Big East. Um, they they need to grab that one. Um, some other big ones before we talk AAF. Uh, Missouri at Ole Miss is a big one. Missouri uh, got a nice win against Arkansas last night. Ole Miss uh, came up with a nice win in Georgia on last Saturday. I locked that up. They uh, they played tonight, so I can't. They they have not played yet, but they are a bubble team that you need to watch out for. West Virginia at Kansas. Well, West Virginia is pretty much dog shit on the road this year. You get and they just kicked off two of their players on their team. How's Kansas looked uh, after Vixman? Oh. They got the dub got the at dub. TCU. Man, they battled back at the dub. If K State had lost to Texas last night, they would have been a game out of first with K State playing in Lawrence at the end of the year. Oh man. But K State rallied back, beat Texas, so they still have like I think a two a game cushion. lead. Yeah, but uh, not that big a one, especially in the Big Twelve where a lot of teams are good. So K State could easily lose. Penn State at Purdue, obviously Purdue's uh, got to be the favorite there. Yeah, and they're they're pretty much a lock to be in the tournament now. So I don't know how huge that game. Here's a big one: Iowa State at Kansas State. Yeah, we talked about that two game lead. That thing could trickle down. You got to figure Kansas is going to beat West Virginia. West Virginia's t- been terrible on the road this year. Two of their players just got kicked off the team. And then Iowa State at Kansas State. I mean, this is Kansas State played at in the cornfields, the decapitated blowjobs. Blowjobs, right. And they won by one in Ames last time. Man. Big time. They got the decapitated blowjobs. They got the, they had a a group of decapitated blowjobs. I can't talk. (laughs) Um, But that's a huge. uh, This is not a line you're used to practicing. I need to like gargle water and say decapitated blowjobs, decapitated blowjobs, decapitated blowjobs, decapitated blowjobs. Slapping yourself in the face, looking in the mirror. Um, but that's a huge game, um, big for the the fate of the the Big Twelve. Essentially, that might be one of the that might be the biggest game on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, VCU at Dayton, huge in the Atlantic Ten. How you doing on beer, buddy? I could go for another eight oh five. Thank right. you if you can. You're a saint. Uh, VCU at Dayton. Now Dayton's heated up in the second half of the season. It's a big matchup in the Atlantic 10, and VCU uh, is at the top of the A-10. Um, what were some other marquee matchups before we talk football action here? I want to... Maryland, this talk of Maryland earlier got, got me going. Okay. All right, we're going to switch gears and go to football for one second here. Maryland football. Maryland football. Okay. okay. Usually under the radar. Usually not something that has any national uh, relevance whatsoever or buzz. You know, They stole a four-star recruit from Florida State. I saw that. A defensive back. Apparently two now um, that they've taken from Florida State that are both four-stars. Ooh. And, Florida well, State needs to start thinking about this. Yeah, Willie Taggart needs to think hard about his and what his is is his fucking job because – it is slipping out of his hands by the day. 
But Maryland with Mike Loxley. Now, we had mentioned him before, I believe. Ace recruiter really kind of gave uh, – who's the guy that was uh, right after he went to uh, Florida? Or maybe it was before he was at Florida. McElwain? Mm, you fucking suck. Ron Zook? Zook. Okay. At Illinois, I, I want to say uh, – He brought in Pen- – Loxley, yeah. Brought in uh, both um, Aurelius Ben and uh, – uh, Davis, Vontae Davis. Yeah, Vontae Davis, yeah. Vernon Davis's brother. And he's been just notorious for always re- recruiting the D.C. area. I mean, he's basically undisputedly the best recruiter of the Mid-Atlantic and specifically the D.C. area there is in the country. And now that he's 15, 20 minutes outside of the Capitol, he's going to be walking the halls of all of the uh, WCAC, Washington Catholic Athletic Community, like the Matha, you know, some powerhouse schools over there. Yeah. And then he's going to be in the uh, – he's probably going to own Maryland. He's going to probably own Northern Virginia. Just recruiting alone, Maryland's a state that's very talented but has never been locked up, and I think it's largely because the geography of the state. The state's shaped like a fucking crescent moon, so there's no, like, centralized kind of location that everyone is close to. Okay. And so they get picked off here and there, and just the fact of that makes it like – That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, they get victimized by their geography, I think. And he's the type of dude that can, like – Really, and the Mid-Atlantic is always without a powerhouse. You know, Virginia Tech got close a few years back, but from New York down to fucking North Carolina, none of those teams are good that are, are actually on the Eastern Seaboard. Can he coach? That's the one thing we're worried about. Are they just going to be Miami? And that's why kind of we talked about recruiting-wise. Miami is always in the top 15, 20 of recruiting. Why aren't they better? But my brother and I were talking, and we think that Miami – Probably their recruits are actually would be three star if they weren't recruited by Miami, but because they get an offer, they jump to four stars. I believe that uh, fully. I think a lot of that shit is shady. Um, I think it's very misleading. Uh, right. As you see, I think you know with the NFL, like we just pointed out in the AAF game on Saturday night, the one on primetime, that there was as many five star recruits. recruits as in the Super Bowl. That's insane. And that shows you right there how jaded right. the, the... Oh, inexact, right, and yeah. probably jaded the recruiting rankings are. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, so what we think Maryland, if, if he can get some coaches and he can do the Dabo thing and just kind of, like, manage the program effectively and just recruit the shit out of it... That division is brutal. It if is. they had stayed in the ACC, potentially, the fact they're in that part of the big the Big Ten where there's Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Penn State. Right. That's fucking tough. Good fucking luck. What he has that to do. That was the dumbest decision by them. I know for financial reasons, but they're never going to be elite. Yeah, they're they never going to be still be a, They could have been elite. And the ACC is a better basketball conference than they're a fucking basketball school. But here's what we were thinking, is if they can, they're never going to get ahead of Ohio State or Michigan, but if they can get above Penn State and Michigan State, or at least on that level, you know, just from recruiting alone, especially because Penn State is so reliant on the D.C. area for talent. Uh, they could steal. They could steal, and then, boom, they become that number three that, team. That's supposed to be a rivalry now. They I could saw. be the Michigan State that has been, or the Penn State that has been. Maybe Maryland becomes that. I, I would like that. I mean, obviously, i like to see change. You yeah. know what I mean? I would like to see them come up. Um but I'm I'm reluctant to believe that. But um, because he went one in twenty six at fucking yeah New Mexico yeah New Mexico little State. detail there yeah. <laughs> um or no it was New Mexico I think you yeah, think you're Not right sure which one yeah. they're the um, same school to me 
Um, but but yeah, it's compelling. Uh, what do you think of Josh? I mean, we're, we're switching over. We still have college basketball to talk about here. But uh, Josh Jackson, Jackson of uh, Virginia Tech transferring potentially to Florida State. I mean, revolving door. What's going at both on? What's going on in Blacksburg? I don't know. They're, I mean, they had a good recruiting class. Number twenty six. I feel like they finished up at, which is fucking as good as Tech usually ever does. Um, but for some reason, Fuente is just having a hard time retaining. Seems like a lot of players transfer. Yeah. Well, he's a hard ass, and fucking uh, Bud Foster's a hard ass. And so I think that's why they get along so well, and that's why Bud Foster basically approved the hire, um, which is funny that they're asking their coordinator whether he approves the hire of the fucking head coach, but that's how much Foster, how much pull he has. to them, yeah. Right. But um, so that that could drive away up players, uh, especially if they're not getting play time. It's like, fuck this. I'm not getting my ass, like, round down. only yeah. to, like. Plus, I don't know, Fuente... There's something about him that while he can coach and like sometimes he opens it up and drops like 59, 60 points, he starts slowly, you know, and it causes him to fucking be in games. It causes Foster to like not be able to pin his ears back, which is where he specializes, you know, is being above in the uh, situational plays. And, you know, so when you're playing from behind, you're not as effective of a defensive coordinator. And so that's kind of what Fuente's problem is. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna. It's a huge year for him. We're gonna see a lot. Yeah, I saw Virginia and Virginia Tech at Old Dominion this year. It's interesting. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, I could smell upset there in college football. We're talking. Wait, Virginia UVA is going to Old Dominion? No, the the both are playing. Yeah, them. both are at home. But compelling matchups. But, Tech uh, is gonna butt fuck Old Dominion for what happened revenge. last year. Yeah. I 100%, hope so. 100%. I mean, I, I, actually, no, I don't. I want Old Dominion to win that. Yeah, I would love that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Um, what, am, what are we talking here? Uh, I wanted to say some things here. We're just, while we're on college football, I thought it was funny. Uh, uh, some people on Twitter were shitting on us that we that are fans of us were shitting on the uh, the Pac-12. So I did some data, Patty C. Yeah. They were saying the Pac-12, They the, this guy was telling me uh, that... Uh, the American is better than the Pac-12. I had to step in and say, I, I don't agree. If they were to match up by ranking, which we did in, I, 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 I let me pull up, let me pull up the tweet. But if, the, if you match them up last year based on ranking. Yeah. And their own conferences, like, like Central Florida against Washington. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're like Memphis uh, against order. Memphis against Utah. Yeah. I don't think they'd win more than three. The American and the, yeah. uh, the versus the Pac-12, yeah, um, but it got me, it got me going with some See, stats. And for to get Colby to go against the American, you know he's got a. Uh, well, I know, don't think people realize. He's I got to respect that conference. Well, I think the Pac-12 is deeper than a lot of the other conferences. The Pac-12 gets slept. It on. doesn't have elite, but it has well, a bunch of really good. Wazoo teams. got no love whatsoever. Yeah. It didn't even make a fucking. Uh, got leapfrogged by several three lost teams. Despite being a two-loss team and a nine-fucking conference slate, like nine-game conference slate, yeah, not not a lot of respect there. Even though they are probably much deeper. Yeah, and also like you brought out the bowl thing two years ago. They were one and seven in bowls, but yeah, uh, Josh Rosen sat out the bowl game. Mora wasn't there to coach him. Uh, the the F- Taggart left Oregon. Arizona State got rid of their coach. Arizona Arizona got rid of it. It was like they had no coaches, so it's so misleading. 
But I pulled up some stats, if people want to say that. Because uh, they, they said they shouldn't get a, a, an automatic bid. The numbers lie sometimes, but when they're this well, dramatic. The Pac-12, since 2010, is 20-3 against the ACC. Yeah, me being an ACC guy. It's a tough pill to swallow. 20-3? I mean, that's not even... That's not even close. Yeah. I mean, that's really That's going to take into the fucking woodshed. That's like what the SEC probably has against the Sun Belt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we know we know the Sun Belt has a couple with Troy beating uh, LSU, LSU and yeah. Georgia Southern beating Florida. Exactly. Um, probably a similar win percentage. <laughs> and I think Western Kentucky, I think, might have beat Arkansas one year. Um, or No, Louisiana Monroe beat Arkansas, I think, one year. But... Um, how about this again? And then against the Big Ten, they're twenty nine and twenty eight, one game above five hundred. Big Ten, big bad Big Ten. Since two thousand ten, we're talking. That's a, that's a good sample size, right? Now they do have a losing record against the Big Twelve, but and against, how, how losing? I, I don't have that data in front uh, of me. I conveniently uh, absent no, of that. No, I think data. it's like eight games under five hundred. Out of how many? Ah, oh, fuck, man! I, 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 I want. I had bigger fish to fry. Probably I wanted to bring up that. the other one. I. Uh, so the Pac-12 is four and ten against the SEC since 2010. But Ugly he, stat. But here is the misleading part of it. They have only played five games of the 14 on the West Coast. Yeah. What's the record in those games? They're four and one against the mm, SEC. Mm. This sounds very familiar. Yes, it sounds a lot like a little argument that or a little data searching that you did. Yes, that shows that obviously when you're at fucking home, you win more. Yes, and yeah. the SEC is always playing at home for some reason. Yeah, and it's because fucking Larry Scott and the rest yeah. of the conference commissioners are sissy bitches that won't think Lemon about headed. theirs. Right. Terrorist, terrorist <laughs> pussies. <laughs> We're after you, buddy. You're gonna pay for it. Good night. But, I mean, come on. After you review that shit, you can't tell me this conference. Look, yeah, it does have a bad television deal. It does, uh, you know, it does probably struggle because they're on so late as opposed to the East Coast. That's always going to be there. But the television deal, that could be improved. And obviously, right now, I think USC has had some down years, but they're going to, they're a juggernaut that's going to catch at some point. They had a down year. I well, mean, I guess. Well, I'm overall. saying, like, get rid of Helton and you bring in someone else and. Let let Urban Meyer go to USC in two years. Hmm. Let them let, they'll win like five they national will, championships. Yeah, exactly. All right, and also I do think USC has even more potential than Ohio State. Yeah, which is saying something because like two or three teams have more potential than Ohio State. Well, and then when you consider Herm Edwards, I think he's finally got Arizona State on the right track. Uh, I think UCLA can only get better. Oregon with Cristobal, he's recruiting good. Can you put it all together? He lost Jim Levitt today, which I think did you see my uh, I messaged you that uh, Jim Levitt just announced he's leaving Oregon. I did see that, yeah. Which the only assumption I can make is that he's joining the XFL because the same thing the uh, the D coordinator did for Michigan. Uh, was it? Um, he just left and not Don Brown. The uh, strange name. Oh fuck, I, I forget. But he just left and then announced like a week later that they're going to the USFL or not the USFL, the XFL. Right. Um, because that's a huge loss for Oregon, though, man. Especially the fact they play Auburn Week One. But you know where they play them? Surprisingly. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Pep Hamilton. That's yeah. It. Pep Hamilton left for the XFL. But you know, uh, Oregon opens up the season against Auburn. What do they open it up? 
uh, a new, it's a neutral site game in like fucking Dallas. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, so SEC country. Yes, and having to go in the all same the way state across country. as an SEC team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but what do you think, Levitt? I mean, that's going to be huge. I thought Oregon was going to was was. I looking mean, good. is he a head coach? Has he ever even fucking head coached at the? Uh, well, I guess USF. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and Levitt, what do you mean? And he's also been proven to be an amazing defensive coordinator. Oh, he's a great coach. What yeah. I'm saying is. It's an interesting hire for the XFL, you know. But I guess there are only so Well, they haven't many. announced it yet. It, I was also thinking there could be a small chance. Now, nah, because I Don Brown's still at Michigan. I was saying, like, maybe Michigan hired him. Because he has ties to Harbaugh back to the San Francisco 49ers. What if he was just, like, a, a positions coach at Michigan? Well, he, he, but Oregon was paying him too much. So that's why I think he yeah. went to the XFL. What if he's Bob Stoops' new, new defensive coordinator? Oh, Dallas is just the immediate favorite. What did you think about that hire? The Stoops hire? Yeah. It's fucking amazing. I mean, dude, that's a big deal. Stoops is what? If we had to put a pecking order of college football coaches that are that have been like that are on the radar at all. Okay. Saban, Meyer, probably uh Swinney. Um But I would say Stoops probably Stoops is in that top yeah. ten. Yeah. Who yeah, else I mean, is I... even in that fucking category? <sighs> Ryan Kelly? No. I think Stoops is Stoops more prestigious is, than that. Yeah. Um, Stoops was at one team for like 30 years, and they were good. Not 30 years, well, but like 20 years. Oklahoma. Well, they were dog shit before he got there. They weren't for like 40 years. They were maybe dog shit People don't years. remember. When I first started watching college football, yeah, late 80s, they were good. But in the early 90s, they were dog shit. Like 40s? 50s, Nebraska, 60s, Nebraska, 70s, and Colorado 80s, were running were the Big good. Eight, and even Texas was struggling. Yeah, there were some down years randomly there. Yeah, but anywho, we got some AAF to talk. I'm gonna pull it up. I got to work on the seating arrangement, buddy. Yeah, I'm feeling like fucking Patrick Ewing over here with the with the old back. Um, First time working out some of the kinks while gaining some new kinks. All right, so check us out. We even have some lines up. Where where's my cellular device? Um, I went two and two against the spread in the alliance last week, and I went zero and zero. So I, I should have thought about mine beforehand. Well, it's okay because we did them on the other podcast, but we got the uh, Salt Lake Stallions on Saturday against the Birmingham Iron Iron. 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 Uh, <laughs> Stallions, Dennis Erickson coming in. Iron looked pretty good last week. Yeah. I got the line at Iron minus seven and a half. I think the Stallions are going to cover this. I think the Iron get the win. Seven and a half is too many points. And they're playing the Stallions. The Stallions kind of got their shit pushed. They got the quarterback Dang. knocked out, though. Hmm. Let's uh let's pull up some numbers for these teams. Stallions last week had Josh Woodrum throwing for 103 yards. Interesting that there's been a little like uh quarterback play. Oh, I guess he did get injured, like you just said. Uh Matt Lynham Linehan threw for 56, 152. Linehan. Linehan. <laughs> I His knew dad that. was the OC of the Cowboys. Is that right? Yeah, he played uh college ball. He was the quarterback of Idaho. Interesting. I, I've fucking heard the name Linehan a million times. Never actually said it, though. Um, <laughs> okay, so 240 total yards P- for the game. Pulling a Bob Dan. Pulling a Bob Dan. Uh, Mr. Fib. 
Um, okay, and the Iron, let's look at their stats. They put up, they had as many passing yards as the Stallions had, more passing yards than the Stallions had total yards last week. They, they, you know, they have uh, Trent Richardson at running back. I, I did hear that. Got Nick Novak at kicker. That's a big guy. He made like five field goals, I feel like. It wasn't five, but it was a lot. I'm taking the iron to win the game. Look, Salt Lake does have to travel all the way across the country. But, hey, I don't think it's going to be too cold in Birmingham, right? So give me the Stallions plus the seven and a half. Iron get the win. You heard it here first. What do you, who you on? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, iron straight up. We don't have spreads, you said? No, I, I, I just told you the spread. Iron minus seven and a half. Oh, oh I'm a fucking idiot. I'm not listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to take iron to cover that. They just fucking came out and shredded last week. They got a good run game. They shut out the other team. We have no idea how good this defense is, but we do know they fucking shut out the first team. They, they but played. that could, could be just because Christian Hackenberg's Christian Hackenberg. My Mike Singletary <laughs> also is just... Great, great technical linebacker, but a bad, uh, bad, bad coach. Bad coach, probably. Yeah. Which gets me to our other game on Saturday: the Arizona Hot Shots at the Memphis Memphis Express. Uh, Arizona minus twelve and a half. Rick Neuheisel and company coming into Memphis, coming into Singletary. Singletary, who there was talk that Hackenberg was demoted to third string. Nope. A single Singletary was. Uh, he went. Uh, he was adamant on saying he is still the starting quarterback, and he's a young kid. Mm. After a goose egg, after a goose egg in week one. Well, Singletary, the the anti spurrier. Yeah, you might say. yeah. Uh, he was. He probably spent. Uh, you know what it was? Being on the Bears all those years and With watching Ditka, like yeah, and sh- like lackluster quarterback quarterbacks. Play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck that. Give me one quarterback. He's like Hackenberg reminds me of Tom Zack. Right. He'll stay in the game. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with Tom Zack. Uh, look at this. Uh, 267 passing yards by John Walford, week one. That's for that, that Wake Forest, former Wake Forest QB. The for the Jets. Oh, correction, 275 net passing yards. So he must have taken a sack in there. Yeah, Walford, takes Walford this was sack balling. Every night. <laughs> Walford was balling, which is the reason why I'm actually riding with the hot shots minus 12 and a half. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. Although there's one stat I'm looking at here that I really like, even though it's more indicative of the Express sucking balls. But I do appreciate that one team in the AAF has more rushing yards than passing yards after week one. Yeah. That is the way football that should is be true. played. That is true. So you have a new favorite team, huh? Uh, I do <laughs> like fucking Singletary. He's one of my all-time childhood favorites. But Arizona's going to whip that ass week two. Exactly. Uh then we go to Sunday. Those are the Saturday games. The Orlando Apollos at the San Antonio Commanders, two of the better teams after week one. in week one. Spurrier, the old ball coach, comes into the Alamo City, the Alamo Dome, the Alamo, the Alamo. The Alamo. The Alamo. Davey fucking Crockett. <laughs> who, who else was at the Alamo? Uh, Dennis Quaid wasn't in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that. But I have a feeling Billy Bob Thornton's ancestors were at the Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> that sounds right. Sure. <laughs> Do any players on the San Antonio Commanders roll up their socks like David Robinson? Uh, did in his early years in his career. If they wanted to be Hall of Famers, they would. <laughs> that should be the official uh, San Antonio. That style. would be dope if all their, if their whole team were the the roll, curling roll, socks, like double rolled yeah, socks. I would like that. Uh, line is at uh, Orlando minus six. 
you know they sold the stadium out. Here's what's funny is they sold out the stadium, Patty C. Yeah. And it's bigger than the Charger Stadium. Unbelievable. So the the fleet in their first game Are already a more marketable team. The than fleet it. played in a stadium that had more fans than the Chargers <laughs> in LA. <Right. laughs> the fucking poor Chargers. Fuck Dean Spanos. Okay. Move that fucking team back to San Diego. No one wants them here in Los Angeles. And it is a fucking sin for them to be anywhere but San Diego wearing powder blue in America's finest city. Just fucking lightning bolts. Is that America's finest city? Well, that's what they call themselves. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's hard to argue. It's a pretty damn nice city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like San Diego, but I also like, uh, you know, I like Missoula, culture. Missoula Montana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Missoula. A lot of culture there. Um, what, are you, what are you going with here? Uh, we'll get Apollo's what's, minus six. Against, uh, against the Commanders? Yeah, at... Dude, fucking Spurrier went on when and then they dropped 40. They did. Give me Spurrier all day. <laughs> Lock of, it up. I think he's gonna I think I think Orlando's gonna win it all this year. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, although, although them playing Atlanta may be yeah, the misleading yeah, factor. Yeah, it's true. With <laughs> the legends are But dude, that quarterback was money for for the Apollos. Gilbert? Was he? Fucking he's throwing he's got a couple of really nice passes, man. Uh, is that Garrett Gilbert? He's a Texas guy, right? Yeah. A few years back. Like a small school in Texas. Yeah. Like West Texas State or some shit like that. Okay. Um, so you're going with the Orlando Apollos. You're locking it up. All right. I'm locking it up. Now you got the Atlanta Legends at the San Diego Fleet Sunday night, 5 p.m. We'll probably be watching some of this at, at, at my place in Santa Monica. Yeah, buddy. Fleet minus nine and a half. <sighs> yeah. Give me, give me San Diego. <laughs> I can't. I, I got to go to San Diego, too. They're back home. Martz has had a week to prepare. Also, he... You he, have to score a point before I bet on you. That quarterback that got blasted? Uh, Bartolucci? Uh, Ber- uh, Berkovici? Ber- yeah, Berkovici or whatever. Yeah. He got benched for Philip Nelson from East Carolina. So you got an East Carolina Pirate that kind of rejuvenated the team in the second half of that game. I think Philip Nelson is going to be ready. That almost makes me want to backtrack a little bit. Philip Nelson is prepared. He's uh-huh. a stud. Let me tell been you this. Drinking since he left college, I'm sure he goes back to ECU and just gets shit house. San Diego State or no San Diego Fleet minus nine and a half is the play here. You heard it here first. If you had to lock up one out of those four games, Patty C, I, I think you said it, Orlando baby. minus six, right? You know, I don't know if that is the one that. Uh, what we got? Hot Shots versus uh, Express. And then uh, uh, I think that's the one to lock, really. Yeah, I do, too. I'm going to go I'm gonna go. Uh, Hot Shots minus 12 and a half. Although it's tempting because uh, the Apollos, I do like that minus six as well. But Sandy, uh, San Antonio looked good. They so. did. They did. And that, they were going to be at home again, and that crowd was, was lively. Right. So, yeah, I'd say Hot Shots over Express is the, is, the, is the play. All right. You heard it here first. Guys, we're going to be uh, coming to you every, twice a week now. We're excited to tell you that. If you could leave us some positive reviews on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. No, fire them out. Yeah, we really, uh, you know, that's how we look good to our bosses. That's how you get more college experience in your life. If you could tell some friends, we'd also appreciate it too. Um, you could find us on Twitter. Are you afraid? Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. You can find us on iTunes at, if you just go iTunes search or Google search, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are the college experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can find the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at SGPN Network. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. Guys, this is the college experience. What's our what's our motto? You play, 
you win. Where the fuck? We're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> this is the cause of change. We're out.